Welcome to the Creative Spark podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and it is my mission to keep your creative spark alive, no matter how crazy your life gets. This podcast will teach you how to find the space to light your creative spark and fire up your creative side business. You can stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us on Instagram at Creative Spark Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my free calendar space challenge. Head over to creativespark.link forward slash calendar and learn how to steal time, prioritize effectively, and clear space in your calendar for creativity. Now let's dive into today's episode. You are listening to episode 26 of the Creative Spark podcast, and today we're talking about Trello, specifically how to use this free tool to map out your large projects or weekly workflows. Now, I'm addicted to Trello and I don't care who knows it. I have so many Trello boards, it's becoming a problem. I've bought some, I've created some, I've stolen some, and there's no end to what you can do with a Trello board. The fact that they're shareable and customizable makes them super fun and easy. Now, if you don't know what it is, Trello is a visual collaboration tool that enables you to organize and prioritize projects using what are known as Kanban boards. So a Kanban board is effectively a project management tool designed to help visualize the work. So essentially, a Trello board is just a series of lists, and it's got a bunch of cards attached. But whilst they seem pretty passive at the start, they're actually packed full of features and automation when you start to dive in a little bit deeper. Now, I use Trello to organize this podcast, for example. I also use it to manage my workflows, my to-do lists. I've got book chapters in there. I've got entire books mapped out in Trello boards and just about any major project that needs planning and tracking. Now, before you start saying, Asana does the same thing, I also do use Asana, but that is because it's great to collaborate with people on. So I run all of the social media for typism with Kirsty using Asana. And so that content calendar for the online business, um, we can collaborate, we can talk to each other through it. So Asana is fantastic. The thing I like about Trello is it doesn't do all that stuff or not in a way that gets in the way of the Kanban boards. So I really like Trello as a way to manage my own projects and then I use Asana to manage shared projects, if that makes any sense. Now, if you're familiar with Asana, you will already know what a Kanban board is because Asana also has that same option. And so even if you're familiar with Trello, keep listening because hopefully I have some extra handy tips for you. Now, one of the simplest ways to add a pop of color, structure your boards, and also kind of give you a bit of visual clarity is by adding labels to your cards. So you can use Trello labels in many different ways, such as to prioritize tasks or to organize your tasks by topics. And just like your Trello board, the labels themselves are customizable. You can add custom labels to help categorize different steps in a process, or you can even group cards by category and labels can be color-coded or they can just be tagged keywords on a card. Now I love using the colors, so if you've been to the Creative Spark podcast website, you'll know that I love color. So I like using them because I can see at a glance which is which across the entire board. You can also use the labels to designate priority levels, so you know which tasks need your attention first with just a quick glance. And labels are a great way to differentiate between the different types of tasks, so especially if you're using a board to keep track of many projects. Now, a little bit of a tip if you're collaborating with people or if you happen to be colorblind yourself, you can enable colorblind mode, and that shows a unique design by colors so that no matter who is interacting with the board, they can understand the importance of the labels on each card. 
Now, you might not think it's an issue if you're not colorblind, but remember that one out of every 12 men and one out of every 200 women have some degree of colorblindness. So it's a thing that you need to bear in mind if you're collaborating with people. Now, the next thing I love about Trello is the power-ups. So they bring additional functionality and integrations to your Trello boards. I think you're allowed maybe three power-ups with the free account, so it's enough that you can play with it and use it. And there is, I mean, there's over 100 Trello power-ups, but I kind of make do with three. So these are three of my favorites. So the first one I can't do without is custom fields. And this adds like structured information. So you can put in costs or time estimates, phone numbers, all sorts of things to a specific card. The reason these are so useful is that they can be visible on the front of the card so that at a glance you can literally see what stage a particular card is at. You don't have to go in and open it. That was one of my original frustrations with Trello is you had to kind of click on each card to read a lot of the information, but the custom fields on the front has just been a game changer. Now my second favorite power-up to add is a calendar. So you can see the due dates in the calendar view and it brings a different perspective to a board so it means that it basically starts to look like a calendar which is fantastic especially if you're planning things over time like a launch of a product. Now another one that I don't use as often but card repeater is a power up that automates the creation of Trello cards for repeated tasks so it's just one less thing to think about and to be honest creating new cards in Trello all the time is a bit tedious so there's lots of shortcuts to do that but the card repeater will you know, repeat a card for you on a particular schedule, which is fantastic if you're, again, mapping things out over time. Now, one of the other features of Trello that I've really only made use of recently is the cover image on each card. So for this podcast, it's absolutely essential. So I've got, you know, three new episodes a week. And so it's fantastic to be able to put the blog post graphic into each of the cards. And that means that at a glance, I can have a clear visual as to what the color is, what the title is, and it just gives me that visual pattern. So I'm able to identify if I'm in the right card or not. Now I realize this is audio and I'm talking about something that's very visual. So I'll post some screenshots of my Trello board in the show notes so that you can see what I'm talking about. Now, if you think about the insert images feature, I've actually seen examples of boards where people use this feature for meal planning. So you could pop a photo of the meal in the cover and then the actual recipe is in the card. And because you can drag and drop the cards around all over the place, you could easily have all the recipes like in a storage column and then just pull out the ones that you need to plan your week. So you just make columns that match the days of the week and then you would pop each recipe card in the appropriate day and then back in the storage column when you're done with it. So imagine if you had a label for each recipe with the type of meat, key ingredients, or maybe if it's vegan or vegetarian. And then if you were planning a vegetarian dinner, for example, you could simply filter by label and then only the vegan and vegetarian meals would show up. Another great feature about Trello is that you can share boards. So I've seen them offered as bonuses for courses and stuff. So people will create a fantastic board and then they'll send you the link and you can create a copy and then all the columns and the cards and the images and the checkboxes and all that stuff that the board designer has created are now instantly copied across to your Trello account. That's super dangerous because <laughs> they're quite addictive. I'm collecting way too many and I'm like, am I ever going to use this? No. Do I enjoy having it? Yes. So the Trello website's a great place to go grab some stuff from. So obviously in their blog, they you know have people who go and create shared boards. So it's a great way to just get started because to be honest, when you first open Trello, you're just a bit like, what? <laughs> There's nothing really intuitive about setting up all these boards and cards. So it is really useful to actually see how, you know, like a Trello gun has actually set up their Trello boards and, and just steal some ideas. 
Now, another thing I love just in general is shortcuts and workflows, but obviously, you know, hotkeys and things, learning those for any program that you use a lot. It feels like a waste of time, but it's so valuable as you get into using the program because you just whittle away those minutes and seconds and it just ends up being much more efficient. So Trello can be, it sort of appears fairly low featured and clumsy at first, but when you start digging into the shortcuts and workflows, you can move pretty quickly around the board. You can create multiple cards when you copy and paste from a spreadsheet list, for example. So you can also turn commonly used cards into templates. And there are also plenty of shortcuts and quick keys. So if you're a regular user, you can get pretty speedy. Now I'm not there yet because I don't really use Trello for workflows. I use it for storage and for planning. So once I set a board up, I use it like a virtual pin board for all my content planning. So it basically appears like a calendar. It's a storage calendar that you can see at a glance. And like I said, I'll put the, sh the screenshots in the show notes so you'll be able to see how I use the boards. But if you're creating new boards every day, it's probably worth digging into those tricks. So those workflows and, and shortcuts so that you can be bashing out, you know, hundreds of cards and moving them all around the place in order to plan a workflow, for example. Now, another cool feature about Trello is they have this thing called Butler. So once you've got all your boards and your workflows and your power-ups and your key features set up, you can actually automate a lot of the work with Butler. So it's basically Trello pitches it as their robotic sidekick and it takes care of any of the tedious work. So it's basically automations. So if there's tasks that can be automated, Butler is a great way to do it. So to add Butler's automations to your boards, you click the icon in the menu and begin sort of giving it things to do. So you can create all sorts of automations. So there are rules that instantly triggered by a set action, for example. So whenever you maybe change something to a particular feature, it instantly then does something with that card or that board. Um, there's buttons that can run an action on a card or across an entire board in a single click. You've got due date commands so that maybe something happens on a particular date. And if you obviously passed a due date, there might be prompts and reminders. And then calendar commands that run at set calendar intervals. So it might be that every Friday a particular card has to be created and assigned to a person, for example. So Butler automates all of those tasks. Now, like I said, I only really use Trello by myself. So, you know, I don't really use Butler all that often, but it has been you know, I love these sort of AI features. Slack has a lot of these as well. These kind of auto nagging features I actually find really useful when you're using the calendar. So I love Trello for any large project management. So if you're planning a trip or, I don't know, a wedding or if you're writing a book or you're renovating your house or scheduling a podcast, Trello is fantastic as a way to map it all out. And I'll share some screenshots in the show notes. If you've got some shared boards, hit me up. I'd love to hear about them. I do love stealing a good Trello board. So I hope this episode has helped persuade you to just try it out. It's free. You can log in online or you can actually download the Trello app for free to your laptop. If you're not using a team, the free plan's all you're going to need to get started. So I've been on the free plan for years and it's all I need. So head over to creativesparkpodcast.com forward slash blog forward slash episode 26 and look for all the links in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's topic and want to go a little deeper, head over to creativesparkpodcast.com for all the resources mentioned in this episode. Please also head over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. Remember to subscribe while you're there because it's easy to miss episodes when they pop up every few days. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Spark Podcast. I'm your host, Dominique Faller, and I'll be back again very soon with another Creative Spark to light up your day.